Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You're listening to Comedy Central. All right, here we go. Stand by X for sound. In five, four, three, two, one. Roll track. Hey, Ears Edition listeners, this is David Kabuka, a producer for The Daily Show. We are back with another exclusive behind-the-scenes conversation. And I am here talking to David Paul Meyer, the director of The Daily Show. One under. Move one. Ready four. Move four. Take. Stand by. Screen screens. Ready five. Move five. Take. Ready. Dissolve two. And dissolve. Thanks so much for leaving the control room to join us. For sure. We are co-workers colleagues yes but we have known each other for 15 years august 2008 and this is the first time wait firstly august 2008 not to interject yeah i wasn't paying attention to the date because you were just some white guy from america yes i remember it you don't i come to johannesburg south africa august 2008 i'm doing a documentary about stand-up comedy in south africa for my thesis at the university of southern california all of what i just said you assumed i was lying you guys were like, we don't believe anything that he says, but he does have a camera, so let's see. And you're tall. Yes. So that's how I met you, and that's how I met Trevor. And I realized the last time we sat down and had a recorded interview was when I interviewed you for the documentary. And we used some of that in the documentary, and it was quite good. And I was thinking, I'm going to get so much more with this guy. And then when I came back, you were like, no, it's fine. You were like, I'll give you that one interview. And I did get some stuff from it. But you're like, no, forget me, follow Trevor instead, is essentially what you said to me at lunch in Johannesburg. I'll never forget it. And in hindsight, I'm so glad I took that advice for both of us. Yes. <laughs> you were like, you don't want to follow me, follow Trevor around with your camera. And I did, and then the rest is history. Now we're back here, working at The Daily Show for almost coming to 10 years now. Close, Eight yeah. years. Dave is the director of The Daily Show, I said now. We're here to talk about your journey. Now, firstly, you did not study film as your first... That's true. Yes. My first discipline. Yeah, no. I'm from North Carolina, very rural North Carolina. I grew up literally in front of a cornfield. Then I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, and I got a degree in computer science because I heard there was money there. But, but you always loved film, I assume. Always film, loved television, film. Always loved film and television, especially because where I grew up, Listen, there was a lot of rules around what you could watch and not watch because it was a very conservative area. Yes. So there was always this sort of like, oh, yeah, 
there's a little danger there what's on the screen. When you're watching soap operas and stuff. Yeah. It's crazy that you know that it was the soap operas. Yeah. Because those are like, you're like, there's going to be some potentially PG-13 sex in what I'm watching. I mean, with that, it's almost like, you know, let the soap opera give me the setup. I'll use my imagination yeah. to fill in yeah. the rest. Because it doesn't take much. It does not take much. It doesn't take much to fill in the gaps. So, yes, I did the computer science thing because, you know, this is a responsible way to yes. have a career. And it was difficult as well. Very difficult. Yeah. But I did well, and I was working as a software developer at the software company in North Carolina. And then I had support from people I was close to at the time to just kind of, like, apply to film school. So I applied to the University of Southern California. A famous film school as well. Well, I went to USC, so some would say the top film school. We, we, NYU have, we, have, listeners, yeah. we have listeners of, from all schools, so we don't like to. Yeah, but I also have to, you know, the USC people would expect me to say that. But so for I'm just us, doing, we, we run a business. But I, here, yes, so and I also understand I am fans. in New York, and there's a lot of NYU people yes, exactly. here. So respect so, to NYU. Fans, we don't want people just switching it off now. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. fair. Fair. So one of the top One of the top. Great. I got accepted. Fantastic. Thought it was a mistake. Called them. They were like, yep, no, you really did get accepted. So yeah, this was 2006. Picked up my life, moved to Los Angeles to become a filmmaker. 2008, the beginning of my third year there, is when I went to South Africa. Met you and Trevor. You meet me and Trevor. He's just here doing a documentary. We yes. don't believe you or not believe you. I mean, you have equipment. Yes. I say I'll give you one interview, but the real star is Trevor, obviously. Yes. You follow Trevor. You do a documentary township to the stage. Yes, which we then renamed You Laugh But It's True. But I love that you call it. That's very niche, right? You just said that. <laughs> yes. The original name. I'm one of those. You're one of the OGs. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You Laugh But It's True was the name of it. Yeah, it's still out there. People can watch it. As someone who's only been doing comedy for just over two years, I think I'm very far from even calling myself a good comedian. I'm just okay for now. You can watch it on. Where is it now? It's everywhere. You can watch it for free on YouTube, even. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Great. So for free on YouTube. Hit it. Yeah. All right, great. You now form Trevor's one of your best friends. This is a known fact. And you guys have this wonderful relationship. Yeah. He came. He lived with you here. Yes. He um, asked me to direct his stand-up specials. You, you've directed all of them. How many? Like The one I did now in Detroit was the 11th one. You've 11 stand-up specials you, got, you guys have had. He comes to Daily Show. Then he's like, okay, cool. I got to call my, my boy. Yeah. He then, called the two Davids. Yeah, the two Davids, yes. He's like, come through. Come through. And we came you, through. You come to The Daily Show. You work here <clears throat> as a first, because you didn't start off as a director. I did not start off as a director. I worked in what at the time was called the field department. So I was a field producer. That's where you, you know, are those classic Daily Show pieces where the correspondents go out into the field and tell some new story with jokes, essentially. Yes. Um, and that's where I started because it was actually... A perfect position for me, having come from a background of documentary and also doing a lot of comedy videos. What did you learn or what did you express? Let's say that. That was my exposure to The Daily Show, the culture of The Daily Show. You know, the, the field, and, and now they call it the packages team. Yes. But that is a very signature part of The Daily Show's fabric and culture, in my opinion, yes. are these field pieces. Because these are still things that you don't really see that prevalently anywhere else. So... Being thrown into that and working with all these legendary correspondents. Yes. And working with a lot of the people here who'd been here for a long time. So like Tim Greenberg and Stu Miller, who both used to work at the show, they were sort of like my mentors when I started. And I really got to learn a lot about like 
what is directing, what is storytelling, what is writing, what is comedy look like yes. encapsulated into this thing where you also have to be the producer yes. and the director. You have to learn how to work with all the other departments. You have to get to know everybody. It really gave me like a grasp, which I always believe like with, with filmmaking, same thing with the documentary on Trevor. I was the director and the producer. I did everything from ask Trevor questions for the documentary to booking the flights and the car rentals. And so it kind of taught me everything about creating good art or content, whatever you want to call it, for this show. Yes. And just a question that uh, popped into my mind. You were a huge fan of The Daily Show. Huge fan. Oh, my goodness. Massive, so remember, massive fan. Massive fan. Like, I, when I was an undergrad doing computer si science at NC State University, go Wolfpack. Go Wolfpack. 99, freshman year, a man called John Stewart took over The Daily Show. And remember, I'm coming from the conservative, rural North Carolina world that I came from where TV and all these things are dangerous. And here's this guy on television telling jokes, poking holes in just like the whole like world that I had been brought up in and like exposing the bullshit to use his term. And I was immediately compelled. I was a fan from the beginning, watching it in my dorm room. And then I remember where I was 9-11 and I remember seeing John, you know, I know that's, he's not telling jokes there, but look, we all remember his, yes. what he said. The seminal piece that he Yeah, did. we were watching it. And I was just like, man, this guy is the best. And I just like, I watched it every night. And then, you know, Obama got elected and I was like, well, all our problems are over. Well, so <laughs> Yes, everything is solved. So I don't need to watch The Daily Show anymore. Yeah. John, we don't have, there's nothing more to talk about, right? And in fact, The Daily Show and John talking about comedy as catharsis was kind of like a through line that inspired me while I was making the documentary in South Africa. Because obviously the parallel there was during apartheid, you didn't have comedians of we color didn't. on stage. There weren't black comedians on stage. And now that it had ended and you'd only had comedians on stage for like 12 years, maybe at that point when yes. I came, there was still very much this like cathartic through line of like, we joke about all this heavy shit that happened in our history. And like that was informed, I would say, from watching The Daily Show and seeing, oh, how you take comedy from tragedy, these ideas like that, how does that work? And then on that trip in 2008, I said to Trevor, you know, I watched the show, The Daily Show, you should watch it. He's like, oh yeah, I've heard of it. I was like, nah, dude, you should watch it. I think you'd really like it. This was in the first time we met. I was like, you should watch The Daily Show. Yeah. So imagine the full circle moment coming here. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's crazy. It's, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. Uh, it's t truly unbelievable. I'll never win a lottery or anything like that because those series of events that led to this is the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Daily Show, very formative for me. Working in the field team, very formative to me. Eventually moved into segment directing, which all that really meant was like I directed a lot of the scripted stuff, the sketches and things like that. And then the whole thing with the pandemic that's, happening. That was the thing. An interesting point was you sort of took the helm, let's say, or eased your way into it into being the director yes during the pandemic Correct. and a large part of it had to do with your computer science background computer science my history with trevor my history making the document all of these things that we've been speaking about led up to the moment where it's like okay pandemic everything shut down we have no studio we have no cameras we have no audio we have nothing we have no no way to make a television show but trevor from working with me and seeing the stuff that we had done, just the two of us, he's like, well, you used to make this stuff when it was just you. Do you yes. think you could do that? 
in my house, because I've known you at this point, that was, you know, 12 years, I trust you in my home. Yes. Would you be willing to help me make this show from my home? And I was like, yeah, of course, buddy. Like we, this, we've been doing that. That is our history. And so we know each other. We have all the shorthand. So just that, the sort of the one man banding it with Trevor that I had been doing for so long on so many projects, because we did not just stand-up specials, but we did our own little sketch comedy stuff and all that stuff before I came to the show. All the, our history was what allowed us to work with him at his home and make the show from his home with just iPhones, essentially. Which I was um, fortunate enough to have been there, basically as your assistant. <laughs> yeah. And I really saw how good you are with, your, with uh, technology. I yeah. was like completely amazed by your skill. It was yes. quite uh, mind-blowing. So you, so the pandemic happens, you make it one man banding. It, yeah, I really, it was two man banding because we, we were there. You just tell me to do stuff. Go and get us lunch. Yes. No, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. Push this button here. Okay, fine. Hold this thing. Hold this light. Yeah. 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 In our, in our little COVID bubble together. We shot that show for two years. Like that. Yes. With the team, obviously, you know, coming yes. in. Uh, the editors, via Zoom, yes, every, via yeah, Zoom, and we send the footage out because Trevor had the best internet yeah. in the world. Yes. All right, we just need to take a short break. We'll be right back. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Ready to dissolve four with CG1 and move four, dissolve. If you had to do a career day. Yes. You know, um, and you go to the children and then you have to explain what a director of The Daily Show does. That's good. On the, what would you say? So I always think of my days kind of split up in the upstairs portion of my day and the downstairs portion of my day. Upstairs, we have writers, we have producers. Coming up with a creative, it always starts with a script. Right. It starts. Well, I guess at the show, it starts with the news of the day, news of the day, the meeting where everybody's sitting around watching the news together, cracking jokes, a lot of free flowing creativity, 
gems yes. being thrown out, kind of like what's happening right here. Kind of what's ha- like what's happening, yeah. Dropping podcast gems. Podcast gems. So I'm maybe running like an hour and a half after the the initial sort of creative meeting and the and the writing starts, maybe an hour and a half after that, things start to come up. Hey, they want to have a conversation with the host and a correspondent. The host is at the desk. The correspondent is in Washington, D.C. So we have a green screen in our studio that allows us to place the correspondent anywhere in the world. The magic of television. Magic of television. Magic of television. And surprising, not surprisingly, this is a very funny person, by the way, guys. Don't uh, don't be fooled. Yeah, the, uh, c- compared to now, where I'm boring as shit. No, no, yeah, no, I'm no. Usually, really pretty funny. No, the yeah. the thing I want to say, the reason I'm saying that, yeah. I'm a professional here. Oh, word. The, the reason I'm saying you're laying, that you're setting the. Yeah, I get it. Is because one thing I think that makes you so great with comedians yes. is you yourself are a funny person. Genuinely. Okay, fair enough. And Thank so you. to be in this, you have you're very intelligent that we know, but your sense of humor is what makes you makes you understand at least from my own point of view you you like get it yes and i think i'm always trying to think visually how can i execute this thing on the page visually in a funny way yes that's always coming in how do i talk to the to the producers making sure that we have those visuals what are those conversations like of terms of like what would be a funny way to present this person in washington dc yes we're always thinking about those in terms of the imagery of it Yes. For the show, absolutely. There's a meeting. We look at the news. We then um, we tr- sort of put the script together. You come in. You look at the script and turn this this script of words into a visual experience. Yes. So that starts off with a meeting with the showrunner and and some of the other producers. And some of the other producers who work on the show from different departments. This this producer deals with the team that wor- works on graphics. This is the producer who deals with like we need a clip from Washington, D.C. that we can use as the background so it looks like they're there or whatever. This is the person who's the art director who does props and wardrobe. If there's a bit with like, we had a bit with Ronnie Chain where we had to get a stunt coordinator in here so that he could sit on this guy's shoulders and wear a big trench coat, the old trench coat trick. What's your take on Ron DeSantis using lifts? I think it's pathetic, Charlemagne, all right? Ron DeSantis needs to stop trying to pretend that he's one of us, naturally tall guys. Ronnie, what the hell are you doing, man? Are you on stilts or something? No, I've always been this tall. People just think I'm short because I'm sweet and soft-spoken, but I'm actually 6'8". Just that one bit. It's like Ronnie's made to look taller by doing the trench coat bit. There's a lot of pieces just to that. So it's like, you got to be like, how are we going to do that? Is he sitting on a ladder? Is he sitting on a stool? No, let's get a stunt coordinator so it really looks like he's a weirdly tall person. All these conversations all happening at once. And you have to learn how to multitask. Yes. And you have to learn to talk about a whole bunch of different people. And you have to really, in my opinion, learn to help empower them to do the thing. It's not about you doing all those things. Yes. It's about you having communicating and same paging a lot of people, honestly. Yes. And then letting them run with those things. And then, you know, it all comes together and we get to execute the script. Great. And then I get to put director on it and, like, take credit for all these other people's hard work. Just but wait. Kidding. But the, it's a joke. But, like, the show is the full staff. Yes. It really is. Meeting one, we come up with the script. For the yes. listeners out there, simple, we do the script. Meeting two, you and the showrunner and a whole lot of departments turn this script. That is still being written, by the way. Yes. You turn this script 
into a visual experience. Then you go with downstairs. So that was all upstairs talks. Now we're upstairs. going downstairs. Now I go into the control room. Yes. And I go into the studio floor and that's where the crew is. And we have the best crew in the business, bar none. Every position are highly trained specialists who are also very funny people, by the yes. way, and great at everything from shooting the perfect shot, lighting the perfect shot, making sure the audio is perfect on the shot. And it's like, all right, here's the script with all these visual elements we've discussed downstairs. Let's yes. start looking at them. Let's start uh, rehearsing them, blocking them, making sure b- blocking just means like, let's do the thing, not for real, but like, let's practice it, practice totally. it essentially. Yes. Let's practice this stuff. Practice, practice, let's communicate all these things. And so they're all working, all the people out on the studio floor, camera operators, lighting, audio, all the people in the audio room, all the people in the control room, the the the, the guy operating the, the switcher that's switching between cameras, the teleprompter, the person who's hitting, making sure that the graphics are being hit at the time that they need to be hit based on me cueing them to hit it. Yes. We're all working together now, we have the script and we start practicing this stuff. Matt, on your one, two, three, fourth shot, I like how you start with the audience, but then you need to come around the other way. If you come around, then I think you'll be out of Phil's shot. That's the other reason not to get, to stay back there. Okay. I'm ready to do one more. Is anybody, what, George, you had something? I was just telling you that we asked her people and Betty took care of it. They, are, they moved like the upright part of the mic stand off to the side so that it booms a little, Great. you know, just on the straight on, it's not like a line through it. Looks good. So you start practicing. Then we have a rehearsal. Yeah, we do the rehearsal and we go through all that stuff that the script, the visual elements, the practicing of it comes together in rehearsal. We look, we see it. We're all sort of doing a run through of the show together to see how, how does this feel? Yes. How does this feel? Yes. Roll track, move to insert the OTS. Change. Stand by right with sound. Well, last night they got some good news. Roll trick tank. I thought that open looked good. I think, Jet, my only wonder is if you want to, once you get all the way across, if you want to move upstage, maybe? Yeah, cool. And we get a feeling for it. And then obviously writers then have their process where they go and work on the script of the host. And we also rework our stuff too. Oh, that shot didn't work. It's funnier if we cut from this camera to this camera, actually. A lot of it's technical, but also a lot of it's creative. You know, like... We had a thing where Ronnie was uh, on location somewhere and then we wanted to change the background to an American flag waving with music playing. Yes. That's a comedic thing. but And it seems like, oh, that'll just be funny. But it's like, no, how long is that transition? How long is the fade from where he was standing to the flag coming up to the music? You know, it should be a half second, one second, three second. We, we try to figure out what's the best way to make sure that visually we're executing the bit so that it is as funny and as impactful as possible. So we're continuing that as the script is being rewritten. Sometimes new things come up that haven't even been on the show. And then yes. you just kind of have to like trust that like doing this every single day makes you in a place where you can roll with these last minute changes. Yes. You know what I mean? So like as they come up, it's like, you know what? They had to kill that story and add this one. What's in it? Okay, this graphic, this. Oh, they're going to do this. And a lot of times we're like, let's get it the best way. We're not going to have trance to rehearse it. It's just going to be performed for the first time in the show. But there's patterns of like how you prepare and how you practice yes. that make you able to roll with the changes. When the show is actually happening, what are you doing? I'm eight years old. When the show is actually happening, what are you doing? So again, we have 30-ish people on the show. Each one 
is ready to do their job and they do it better than anybody else in the business, but they need someone cueing them or telling you basically go, go, go. So in a lot of ways, during the show, I'm cueing. So I'm saying ready camera two, take camera two, which means ready camera two, you're about to be, we're about to be using your camera shot. And then when I say take camera two, that means punch the button that puts his camera online. You're sort of like a coach calling plays. Yes, I'm like the quarterback calling the plays now. You know, blue 52, hut, hut type yes. of stuff. Change, standby lose OTAs. The problem is actually the phrase pro-life. Animate off, center, ready effects. Let's go live to the Ohio State House with, Take. Gra- with Grace Kulenschmidt. Ready boxes. Take. So do you have a, a visual idea of what the script is? Yes, I'm I've, in your mind. Very much so. In very much so. What place. I've learned with 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 directing is you have to trust the images in your head. Okay. You have to see the thing playing out in your head, and you have to, as best you can in the moment, execute that thing yes. that's in your head. You have to be very present to your own sensibility of comedy to execute it at the time, but also be present to the sensibility of the host who's performing it. So I had the shorthand with Trevor. I've done his specials. I've edited his comedy. I've done all of that so much. And the key to doing all of this is you really, once you're doing the show now, taping the show in front of a studio audience, the key is we follow the host's lead. Yes. And that's what I do. I follow the host's lead. And by doing that with you know, for so many years with Trevor, it became very easy, came second nature. Now we have hosts coming in every week who have their own history, have their own background in comedy or whatever, who have their own style of performing and very little time. So the big way my, my job has changed from when Trevor was on the show to these guest hosts is now I have a very small amount of time to try to get in because you're following your own sensibilities, but even more so you're following the host's sensibility and their performance and their rhythm. And how do I wrap my head around the host's performance style to make sure that we're hitting the jokes in the way that feels true to the host, yes. right? So that's this challenge. And uh, before we started doing the guest host, Jen had the idea of like, let's break down all of our processes through the day and really rethink what we do, when we do it, and why we do it. And one of the things that came out of it was we should do a run through at the beginning of the week in the studio where we have a test script, where we kind of go through all the examples of all the different visual things that we can do on the show. Yes. We put it into a test script. We have this person who's there for a week come down and run through it in the studio. And it's only maybe 30, 45 minutes, but it really gives me like a heads up. It gives me a feel of, oh, this is how they are. This is how they read teleprompter. This is how they look. This is how they smile. This is how they move their body or whatever to make a punchline. I start studying and absorbing. And and really a lot of it is shutting up and listening and watching and observing the host and then taking that into the rest of the week. Also, a wonderful thing we do is we do... uh Music, yes, you know, which is which doesn't seem like an obvious quote unquote fit for a political satire show, right? But every now and then we get we get a musical performance, and you really have taken those to another level. Didn't Brandy Carlisle, yes, get some nomination? We got a nomination. A, I got a Directors Guild nomination off of the episode where she came and did a performance of the music. Yes. yes. So I mean, so you know, and music is close to your heart. Yes. So how do you tackle that? So music is a beautiful thing. And like, yeah, it doesn't necessarily make sense when you think new satire, but when you think late night, which we're kind of both, it does make sense sometimes. It's like a fun thing, especially if the guest that you have on is a musician, then it kind of makes sense. Yeah, let's have them perform the song. 
So the thing that I love about doing music is it does give me a different experience from the general day-to-day of making the show, and that is we get to collaborate with artists outside the show. And each artist is different. Some of them are kind of like, they're just like, I'm going to perform the song like this, and uh, that's it. Uh, Whatever the visuals are, that's fine. In the case of Margot Price, she had some ideas. And so I took that, and then I pitched to her some visuals, and she was like, yeah, I love it. I did have one pitch because I watched the live performance of it that you did at the church. There was a moment, and I think it's actually the last lyric, you looked into the camera. Okay. And so I'm pitching that as like, at some point in that line, for you to feel it. It would be the one that's pretty much right in front of you. Benny, our stage manager, who's on the floor will show you, but that's, I'm just pitching like, if you feel it, like look into the camera for that line. You're working with artists and their teams, and then, I'm working a lot with our assistant director, uh, Adrian, to break down the song so that we're sort of counting out the song, the rhythm of the song as I'm directing. So there's sort of like, we're kind of singing in the control room almost as I'm oh, really? cueing, cueing cameras. In a way, there's like a cadence to it, okay. right? Because on the one hand, the one is sort of you're following a script and you're just sort of like hitting, making sure you're hitting the jokes that are already written. Yes. With the music, you really get to sort of delve into... A lot of my background in filmmaking was in like narrative filmmaking, working on set, not necessarily in a control room. This lets me do a little bit of that and then I'm sort of sitting down, I'm watching this song, I'm writing, I'm coming up with a shot list beforehand based on the, and a, and a, and a um, creative pitch for it. I work with our lighting designer, George, a lot on those and we come up, we, t- we get to have these creative conversations about how do we want to show this song being performed, what's the lighting, what's the imagery. So what I'll do is I won't bring up the key lights there. Yeah. I'll wait till, the, till she starts singing and bring up the key lights. And now lights go. Yeah. The second cue that I had was bringing up those beams behind her when she started singing. But if you want all that to come up when she starts singing. I would say, actually, because she's going to do harmonica at the top, yeah. I guess we have to have her lit somewhat so we see what's going on. Right. Let, should we try another run through here? Does she want to do one? All right, here we go. Okay, let's go to silhouette, please. And standby lights. It's its whole separate thing, and then you're working with the um, with the artists and their team, and you're working with the camera operators, and it's it's all very compressed into a very tight timeline, yes. and you're already trying to make the rest of the show on the yes. same day. So it's definitely like a special sort of deviation, uh, but I love it because it unlocks even more creativity. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been David Paul Meyer. Thank you. He's he's called he got a nickname when he got here DPM. DPM. Everyone calls him DPM. They were like, that's too many words. Too many. It's a little too extra. You go and buy three names, so we're going to shorten it. Jen, our showrunner, gave me it, and it has stuck better than any nickname I've ever had. DPM. DPM. And I will say that you are a perfect, perfect director for a show called The Daily Show. That's very kind of you, David. And it was a pleasure sitting with you. Thank you. Wonderful pleasure. Explore more shows from the Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. 
Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. 